Coming live from Toronto, Canada is our guest this evening. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Naranjan Nota, spiritual guide, mentor, and teacher. And also she's a podcast host like me and host, uh, host the wonderful podcast called Master of Your Crafts. Welcome to, your, welcome to the show, Naranjan. Thank you, AJ. Thank you for such a warm welcome. Thank you for that. Yes, you are the master for today. And masters are not only welcome, they are also revered. With the background we both share, perhaps, that's what we know uh -huh. all about. It. And that is why right. I'm just doing what is perfectly, uh, what perfectly behoves both of us. And so we'll be talking today about transforming to your true self. And we'll be learning about mm -hmm. that with you. So Naranjan, straight just to the point, you know, you help uh, uh, to identify how others' opinions and judgments may deter you from meeting your goals, both personally and professionally. And you have spent 15 years in the corporate and not-for-profit sectors and as an employee and consultant and now you help people actually you know make that journey to transform to their true self but first you know you say that we have lived many lifetimes on earth and on other planets and with all those wisdoms you know one view will help you help people guide to in their journey so first thing is to for an individual to know what exactly they are supposed to do in this life. That's the purpose. So how does one know or is supposed to know what they have to do in this lifetime? How do they help them? How do you help them with that? They are to monitor and perhaps be more aware of what comes into their thoughts. What actions they take and what words they actually speak because everything is a vibrational frequency and in those vibrational frequencies we are then able to tap into past lives current lives and future lives because everything on this planet and beyond has a vibrational frequency and as souls being incarnated as human beings on this planet we have this beautiful gift and a big responsibility to be able to clear and heal from not only our past, but also the past of our ancestors, to be able to resolve and heal their traumas. Because if we don't heal their traumas, we have it to, to deal with for ourselves. And that could then inhibit our evolution of our soul because this is just spiritual school on this planet that's what it is right right Naranjan. now let us understand it for the sake of a lot of people who are watching this from outside who will be listening this particular conversation away from india not people who are connected with india how would you explain to them that, you know, we have already had many lifetimes on this earth and on other planets. 
because scientifically mm -hmm. people will ask this question that listen uh, we don't know about other planets we are still we have got only one earth so how do people who have that scientific bent of mind you are in canada several people may also question there who look at things more scientifically how would you get them to understand this part of your understanding which is a big understanding universal understanding if i may put it that way with the with the mm -hmm. knowledge of a lot of gita and all that stuff and all the incarnations but how would you explain the how do you explain it to them so that they can benefit from this wisdom from a non spiritual perspective we go into the place of science which is what you're asking and what yes. we know from a science perspective is every single thing is energy which i kind of equate to earlier if everything is energy and energy never dies it just transforms the behaviors the thoughts and the actions that each one has in their life so tumultuous relationships be it as a child or as a young adult or even in your professional life will continue to repeat themselves until we understand what's actually really happening what is it i need to learn from that experience it's the classic example of when you're in kindergarten or when you're in school elementary school or high school if you get an equation wrong you you've missed something along the way so you have to go back and repeat it that's very much what life is on this planet and regardless of it not looking at it from the the spiritual perspective from real life day-to-day -day living we know if we enter a relationship and it's not as fruitful or we find the same emotions that reveal themselves is a bigger indicator that there's an energy in place and we know everything is energy that's scientifically proven right right uh, naranjan now let's come to the true self uh, what is the true self and why should i visit my true self am i not existing in my true self help us understand you know i am asking several questions at the same time mm -hmm. so that you can uh, you can respond to them at your own pace absolutely yes absolutely the true self is anything and everything i would say really connected to your heart where there's no judgment there's no opinion and there's no conditions on how you feel in your heart the true self can often be influenced and tarnished and hurt through life experiences through being wronged in our upbringing or wronged in our culture and society that we live in so all those wrong can add layers of what i call energetic and emotional clutter that sits in your energy field for you to make decisions that are not aligned with your heart because your heart has been hurt as a 3 year old child as a 16 year old young girl um, as a 20 something year old adolescence or young adult going through life so it the heart is very intelligent of 
creating these walls, creating these barriers around it so we don't feel the true essence of it. The body is really quite intelligent from that perspective. So the mind and the heart, so the ego and the heart, really need to come into a uniformed balance because we need both. We need the mind and we absolutely do need the ego. But everything is required in an element of balance. And when there's that imbalance, that's when life gets really hard. Okay. Okay. So what is the time that one can lose themselves? You talked about different things in life, trauma, influences of other people. But uh, what is the time frame for anybody to be more careful about when they can lose their true self? Or is it very difficult? It can be anything in childhood. And even when you are growing up or even in relationships when you are at an adult level, is there a particular time frame that one should be cautious about of losing their themselves or is it is it that it can happen at any point in time how how would you look at that so that people can be a bit more careful you know because losing yourself is the worst thing that can happen to an individual right to a certain degree we've all perhaps lost ourselves right at the beginning because as children as infants the whole idea and the journey is for us to to develop the ego and when we develop the ego we often come out of the heart and that's where some of the challenges often begin in childhood and not to the detriment of our parents or those who raised us because they did the best that they can right so it's beautiful and it works great for them however during those infancy and childhood and even adolescence timelines all these experience of the experiences are there for your soul to evolve and we are embodying our soul every time we are incarnated on the planet however there is an element of choice whether we choose to engage with certain decisions or we continue to result, we continue to follow the patterns of societal constraints and expectations and judgments. So back to your question of how can we be more mindful? Be more mindful when you are aware. So you might be watching this interview and it's coming to your awareness. Now is the right time. Now is the okay. right time for you to be aware and unravel some of those behaviors. Okay. Okay. So now let me ask you one more question. As I earlier asked, what is the true self? Now, if, if a human being's life is part of that big continuous process of birth and rebirth, and it goes in continuity, then how would you relate the present true self with something which is going in continuity, as you can say, past birth? Because uh, all these things are part of that whole chain that is going to continue and has been mm -hmm. continuing 
from this one to the next one because your right. karma will be guiding you or actually taking you through that path that you need to mm -hmm. complete all that part that you need to do in the in that mm -hmm. cycle and then only you will be free so a lot of people think that this is my fate and then they mm -hmm. forget about that true self so how would you put all those things together for an individual who is a bit confused about their true self again that same question is what is the true self amidst all this background mm -hmm. the true self is connected to infinite source whatever label you want to give that god universe um, source whatever label you want to give it it doesn't matter but it's an energy that's bigger and more powerful than what we are and we've seen it we've seen it happen in um, coincidences synchronicities and things just unfolding magically and having these experiences that to an essence can be added that it's coming from source and that is the essence of your true self now addressing your question of karma and the rinse and repeat if you will of being reincarnated onto this planet over and over again that is based on how much healing you do from your own soul's evolution but also how much healing you allow and invite and release from your ancestors because i'm a firm believer that we have this beautiful gift called life on this present moment. But yet we also have access and a prime responsibility to heal all the pain and the trauma from our ancestors. So we have that opportunity. And as we resolve those and heal those from a spiritual soul level, it also reduces and clears all the karmic baggage if you will that we often carry from lifetime to lifetime so if we choose to do that we have a beautiful opportunity to clear karma for our ancestors but also then takes our soul on a more elevated evolution so we grow because we've now learned from this lesson as a soul too and that in itself moves further and further. So to give you more, a little bit more context, I'm just going to add a little bit more to that based on the lifetimes that we have all had. Many individuals have had thousands, if not millions of lifetimes on this planet over the last decades and even centuries. So way back when perhaps inception happened, the vibrational frequency because we know everything is energy of this beautiful planet called mother earth was really quite low the density of the frequency was very low which didn't allow for more consciousness and awareness to be revealed so as we've lived and died on this planet and it's evolved the level of awareness and consciousness on this planet has elevated exponentially which is why we have this beautiful gift and opportunity to really connect with 
what I want to say is the other side, the unseen world. So we may have more access to our ancestors, but we also may have more have access to source, God, light, this other true aspect and true self of who we are. So it's a really powerful time that we have accessible to us right now. Right, right, Narendra. So answer this for our audience. What do mm -hmm. our ancestors want from us? We think that they are gone and they are peaceful and they have gone to heaven and they are happy at there, at least there. Maybe not on earth, but at least there. But do they still continue to want? Do they still have desires? What is it that they expect from earth, you know, immortal beings still? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mortal, mortal beings, not immortal beings. Yes. So I would say there are possibly two things that they could potentially be desiring. One is the healing based on your bloodline and your lineage. So if an ancestor or somebody who's crossed over comes into your awareness, ask the deeper question, how can I help them? What is it they are seeking? Because typically, from my experiences, when people who have crossed over, regardless of how far down the lineage they are, they're not coming in to have a cup of tea and have a chat. They're coming in so their soul can evolve and they need your help to do that. Right? So there's that component. And the second component is, so it's their evolution. I just lost my train of thought. So it's for their evolution and their growth, but it's also for, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just gone. <laughs> I, off, yeah. So it's, it's really for their own soul evolution. Ask me one more why they question to this. Right. Uh, we continue to take birth, then there is this whole chain of rebirth, 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 and hundreds of mm -hmm. times, thousands of times, even millions of times. So is it that I may be my own ancestor in my past birth, and I am mm -hmm. trying to redeem through all that problems or karma or whatever is it that my ancestors want for me, which is actually me in another birth. Or how do you look at this particular uh, way of looking at things? As they say, child is the father of man. So it's, it's like mm -hmm. I am also my ancestor and I'm having this opportunity to redeem not only of mm -hmm. my own responsibilities, but also about give healing to, the, uh, to, to my ancestors like uh, uh, like several people in the past have done for them uh, for for them mm -hmm. how do you see this particular aspect of this reasoning i'm just going to change the the word that you use the me and if okay. we if we change that word from me to i so then the bigger question is who is i who am I? Who really am I with all these experiences, with all these life lessons that have been presented? Who am I? You're in India. I'm in Toronto. I come from an Indian background. I was born and raised in Britain. So my, my path comes with lessons that are all derivative 
of not only my soul's evolution, but also the evolution of my ancestors. So perhaps the bigger question is to ask, who am I? Am I a combination of all my past, all my future, and all my present? So how, how, what, what is the answer to this? Because many people, as we get, you know, to know technology more, and we see more of the universe, the more questions mm -hmm. we start having. Mm -hmm. And these questions seem to be growing in numbers. Like mm -hmm. the web telescope showed you the universe, the unseen universe, that even Hubble could not show in that Pinese. In the same right. way, the more we know about other planets, other places, and we actually know we can't explain things and that there is mm -hmm. something which can, which uh, makes these things happen. And perhaps we will never know about all these things with the boundaries of this human body. And that is where you start having more and more questions. So who is, yeah. who am I? How would you tell a person who is losing this true self if they meet you, that I am losing myself, I am not myself, and then starts and asks you, who am I? What would you tell them? What do you tell them with so many people coming to you as your clients? Mm -hmm. So I would ask them, what is it they define themselves as and who is it they define themselves as? Because often we can create these labels, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter. So if we remove all these man-made constructs and we remove all of these layers of labels that have really been created to minimize the I, the I as in the I from source, the I from God, the I from the universe, all of these labels and all of these expectations of the world that we live in have really put us in a place to diminish the I. So it's reversing what you're asking. So let's remove what we're not and peel back the layers of the onions of what we are not and then go inwards because the answers for who we are don't come from, don't come from outside. We don't come from TV. They don't come from a book. They don't come from somewhere else. They come from within. So how can I enhance and practice to go inwards into my own heart, into my own intuition, into this soft, unconditional, loving part of who I am to find the true source of I? Right, right. So there is who am I? But the situation is that people don't see eye to eye. So mm -hmm. many cases of in personal relationships, in work life. But they mm -hmm. continue to desire something which is difficult to explain and everybody has their own desires. And at the mm -hmm. end of it, you will find that so many years later, they say or they live, they, they live with regret. And many die with regret that they followed the wrong path 
they followed the wrong work they followed the wrong wrong thing that they wanted in life and they were never their true self yeah. how would you tell them and that is where your work is that their life was full of depression lack, lack of self esteem esteem and forgetting about actually who they themselves were mm-hmm. what do you want to tell such people to actually start living themselves like their true versions that god wanted them to be where how do you make that correction when they come to so one of the things that i've often said to individuals is fast forward 20 30 40 50 years you're on your dying bed if you look back on your life at this moment of time are there any regrets are there any limitations are there things that you could have should have or would have done reflect on that at this moment of time and what truly is it that you feel is getting in the way from all these desires and all these elements of fulfillment that you might be looking for and then the added layer to that is where are these desires and fulfillments coming from is it that i want a big fancy house and three three fast driving cars is it i want to live on a boat and live on a yacht around the world if so where are those desires truly coming from and are they coming from a place of ego which is the mind or are they coming from the place of the heart which is full contentment and unconditional love where is that coming from so i'd go through a series of processes but some of the bigger these are some of the bigger questions that one can ask themselves to recognize that there is more to life than materialism commercialization this is a school for your for your spiritual life for your soul's evolution right right narendran now a lot of people think that you know they have been made in a particular template and it's very difficult mm-hmm. to change so they just stop trying they are just like a drug addict that they some people go for change a lot of people do not have that mind or you know understanding that they can change you yes. talk that everybody can everyone can change what would you like to tell those people who are you know who think that they cannot change what do you tell them change is inevitable if they believe they cannot change they're misleading themselves because when they wake up the next day they are technically a different person because energy always transform everything is always moving something is always changing so the magnitude of change is probably the bigger question so they are changing but it depends on how much they want to change and how courageous they are to go on this journey because this soul evolutionary and spiritual journey it's hard work it's not easy so having the stamina having the courage and having the strength to go through this for something greater than sit back 
as a victim that I am not in control of my life, which is very untrue. Everybody has a choice. Sometimes the choices may not look to be as favorable externally, but there is a choice. And sometimes for the evolution and for us to grow, we don't, we have to make some, some difficult choices, difficult decisions, should I say, for what is being presented. And that's where I would challenge every single person of change is possible, but you have to be willing to go there. And if you're not willing to go there, be ready for your soul to do the repeat of what it's just done in this lifetime, because it will come back and do it again until it learns the lessons and heals and evolves. Because as a soul, that's what we are here to do. Right, Narinjan. And you see, a lot of people who will be watching this show, who are watching it right now on different platforms that's beaming live, is that they are seeing a very calm, composed, intelligent, you know, person and answering all the questions amidst this man who is asking God knows what questions. But you are very cool and calm. But there was not, not, a, not always like this. You mm -hmm. went through that journey of yourself internally, externally. And, you know, you dive deep into that ocean, fought your fears and came up with this gem of all the intelligent answers that you are sharing for everybody in this whole universe. So, and you say that it was, you found that it was fear that was holding you back. What would you tell uh, the viewers and listeners exactly what this fear is? What is it? Where does it come from? We are born with it, but then we are also born with courage. So how did you make that journey for yourself and that how anybody else can make that journey with your guidance? Fear is somewhat inevitable if we allow it to take over our lives. And it's very easy that that can happen. Um, for myself, it was an innate part of me as a young child knowing that there is more to life than go to work, come home, go to work, come home, and do that systematic process, which a lot of people do. And if it works for them, that's great. I'm not mocking them at all. But for me, there was a deeper yearning that there's more for me to do. And sometimes in life, the lessons and the experiences that are presented to you get so loud that you have to listen. And that's how I got onto the path that I'm on right now. Throughout my life, my lessons got really loud. That, that really drove me to go inwards and look at what is it I'm really here to do. And with the wisdom of my past selves, because I've been here a gazillion times on this planet, with the wisdom that I have access to, not only from my soul's evolution, but also from my ancestors. I'm now here to support others on their evolution. That is the purpose of why I'm here. So with that, it's been a tumultuous journey, 
but it's been a very rewarding one when I guide and coach individuals through on their evolution, on their element of self-acceptance, on their connection to this higher wisdom, this higher part of their selves that have been really a lot more intelligent and a lot more loving to who they are, rather than being ridiculed and not accepting of yourself as we navigate through life. I think those are some of the bigger pieces. It's a courageous journey, but it's a deeply rewarding one. Right. So a lot of people who would want to connect with you, what can they expect to gain by getting in touch with you and to understand about themselves, what they can gain from working with you? If you can outline that so that they are more motivated to know and connect with you. Absolutely. They are most likely, I can't guarantee anything because this is your participation as you, as anybody, a client comes in, they don't do the work. They're not going to see the results. I'm not going to do it for them. My role is to support you and guide you on this path and give you some tools and information that's going to empower you to do what I do. So what they are looking to gain is more clarity in life, live a lot more peaceful life, not get caught in the drama, the clutter, and all the, the toxicity of what life presents, and a real deeper sense of connecting on a deeper relationships, not only with yourself, but other people in your life, and having an understanding of why you are here and why you are connected with these certain people, why you have the siblings that you have, why you have the parents you have, and why you have the children. So you get a deeper connection to all of your circle, personal and professional. So it gives more clarity and purpose to your life. I, I trust that they will gain. Right, right. And how do they connect with you? What's the best way to connect with you? They can connect with me on my website, which is brightshininglight.com. And on that site, there's a calendar booking link where you can book a free 30-minute consultation. And we can delve into to make sure it's a right fit. Make sure they're a right fit for me and I'm a right fit for them to support them on their journey. Right. Wonderful. Wonderful, Naranjan, for all this information my last question to you is you show everybody the true self their true self you tell them to make that journey to their true self you have made that journey and now you are where you are mm -hmm. now the other journeys from from now to where where do you see where do you want to go from here what is the journey of yours from this place to another place that is part of that big continuous process. One thing I have learned is there is never an end point. As whether, regardless of the, the formation that we come into, whether it be a human or not, as we grow, we evolve. And it's almost like that goalpost, that marker, that end game keeps moving. As we grow, that keeps moving. So for me, yes, I've learned a lot of lessons in my life and I've gone through 
a lot of stuff, but everybody has to. I'm not unique to it, but I've come through it and overcome it. So therefore, my growth and evolution will continue. So it's right. continue to grow, continue to heal. I'm here on this planet to grow and heal just as much as everybody else's. On this note, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed for joining us on this show. Thank you, AJ.